Welcome to another message of hope from Gateway Family Church. For more information or to contact us, please visit gateway.asn.au. What are we doing? What, what are we even up here for? Um, I think we're just saying hi to everyone. Oh, just hi. Okay. Yeah. But hi, guys. Hey, guys. <laughs> I think there's also someone that we want to introduce. Yeah, maybe. there is. There but is. before we do, we thought we'd tell you some fun facts about this person. Yeah. Um, so um, this person was not born in Australia. Wasn't born in Australia. Okay. He likes to start with really big, long explanations. Um, he can be extroverted, but he's definitely an introvert at heart. Mm-hmm. Um, he is his parents' uh, favourite child. But he's also their only child. Mm-hmm. Uh, his middle name is William. And he has been given the nickname Singe Bill Gill. Can we welcome up the one and only Pastor Singe? Yeah! Thanks for that. Classic stitch up. Good work, everyone. Uh, I've got to figure out some crazy long intro now, don't I? Because otherwise I wouldn't really be uh, living up to that whole thing. I'm sorry, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit sidetracked from fixing something on that computer, but it's all sorted now. That's the main thing. Hey, uh, as I've been saying for a number of weeks now, I'm really excited to have been sharing with you on this topic of identity. And this is my last message on the topic. Some of you might be sad. Some of you might be relieved. I'll take it however you want to give it to me. That's fine. Um, but Drew is actually going to keep on going on the topic for one more week at the next house party. It's going to be a great message. You absolutely have to be there. Now, I know not all of you might have uh, heard every message. So quickly to recap. In the first week, I reminded you that I believe that you all have a purpose here on earth that you were made for more than just surviving this life. And in the second week, I talked about how we so often build walls that we hide behind, trying to convince people that we're one thing when we're actually another, having a false identity, and how to start breaking those walls down. And last week, or not last week, last house party, I I spoke about identity roadblocks. So the thoughts and patterns of behavior that we can look out for that might indicate our self-identity is not that healthy. And uh, if you missed any of those and they sound interesting, you can grab them on the podcast. And um, each week I had a section of the message. I don't know if anybody's noticed this. Each week I started with a section of the message that I said could be true for anybody in this room, whether you follow Jesus or not. And then I had a section after that where I talked about how Jesus might fit into that particular night's topic. But tonight, I guess, I want to finish up by pressing more into what it looks like if you let Jesus set your identity. Now, that doesn't mean that if you're not into the Jesus thing right now, that there's nothing for you here tonight. It's cool if you're not super into the Jesus thing right now, or you're just checking it out, or whatever is true for you. That's cool, and you're in a great place to learn more, so that's good. And so there's only one thing I would encourage you tonight. Just ask yourself this question. Even if you're totally off track, you go, the Jesus thing is rubbish. I'm just here for my mates and to have fun. That's cool. So there's only one question I'd like you to think about while I'm speaking, if that is you tonight. And it's this. If what I talk about tonight might be true, would it be worth looking into that more? Would it be worth learning a bit more about what that might mean? Is that cool with you guys? So we'll get into it. 
Who here knows that sometimes our feelings aren't our best friend, right? The way we feel is like not necessarily the best thing for us. I know that. I know that for sure. I know that because it's been true in my life. I know that because I know that because I've been in places where I've felt a certain way. And I think like one of the real risks in life that I see people do a lot is that often, you know, we, we are tempted to make permanent decisions based on temporary feelings. We're tempted to do things because we feel a certain way in that moment. And that is so overwhelming that we want to pull the pin in some way, whether that's cracking it and screaming at somebody, uh, which is most often in which the way I feel like my feelings are affecting me. I try to keep it in though. But we're often attempted to make permanent decisions based on temporary feelings or circumstances. And as I said, and as I've alluded to over the last few weeks, I know that that is true because that has been a feeling or a thought pattern that I have experienced in my life. I wanted to share a little bit more about that tonight because I have alluded to that a couple of times. I've alluded to the fact that as I've been growing up, I've struggled with this issue of identity a little bit, especially when I was younger. Um, But the truth is sometimes our feelings and the voice that is in our head, sometimes that hangs around even when we've relatively got it under control. Sometimes there are things that still hang around and get into our head a little bit. And that is also my experience, that I've struggled a lot with my identity in the past and that I've struggled a lot with trying to contain my feelings and feeling tempted to make permanent decisions because I feel bad at that moment. And that I've got that kind of pretty under control now, but that sometimes it still rears its head. And that I have to be aware of that and work against it because I know better now than to make permanent decisions based on temporary circumstances. And I mean, really, if I'm honest, uh, you know... I feel like this is a very general story, but it's a general story because it's true for so many people in that I really struggled as I was going through school. I, um, if you couldn't guess from me now, I, uh, I wasn't a particularly cool kid in school. I wasn't the, uh, I don't know if you could guess from looking at me now, I wasn't the uh, athletically gifted kid when I was growing up in school. You're allowed to laugh at that, it's okay. Um, I uh, I think we can probably all take a wild guess and go that uh, I was the nerd in school. Absolutely, I was the kid who was <laughs> I was the kid who was got good marks all the time uh, without doing any work, which really annoyed everybody in my class. And I was the kid who uh, see you guys. I, I don't want to be like I don't want to be offensive, but you guys probably don't remember this that much. But like when I was in primary school. Not everybody was into computers. Like, not everybody had phones. Not everybody had consoles. It was actually kind of weird to be into, like, computers. That was a weird thing. And I was into computers. I thought they were the coolest thing ever. And I was, I was not a super cool kid when I was in school. And that's okay, because nerds rule the world. So, that's fine. But uh, I also 
grew up having some, some troubles at home. Uh, as Claire said, I was my parents' favourite child. Uh, unfortunately, I was also their least favourite child due to being their only child. And so home, home was pretty hard. School was pretty hard. The things that all of my friends were into and good at, I wasn't good at those things. And um, I really, I, I grew up at times really feeling pretty worthless. And that continued sort of from primary school and it didn't really improve very much in high school as life got a bit tougher. I was still sort of the weird nerd kid who was doing nerd stuff for productions and for theatre things. And and even, you know, at, at school I was... I stood up for my faith a little bit, but I was a weird kid. I was in a public school and I was a Christian and that made me a bit weird and made me not fit in with some people. And I I really remember feeling deeply worthless. I remember even into my 20s having nights where I wondered if people would notice if I didn't turn up the next day. Now, I want to be clear, I wasn't suicidal. I wasn't, I, I, my plan was to Jonah it. That was what I was thinking about. I called it, I call it Jonahing it since then, which is that God told Jonah to go to one place and Jonah was like, nah, I'm going somewhere else. My master plan in my 20s when life was not going well and I was feeling worthless and I thought like people didn't notice me and didn't care about me was just to like move to Sydney and start life again. That was my, when I say, I wondered if people would notice if I didn't turn up the next day. My plan was just to go live somewhere else and make a permanent decision based on my temporary feelings. Now don't feel sorry for me. That's not what this is about. I have improved from there. But also, I want you guys to know that sometimes when I have a hard week, when life is hard, Sometimes those thought patterns come back. But we can learn to control our feelings. We can learn to think about whether we are going to make permanent decisions based on our temporary feelings. And even if you feel like that thought pattern keeps coming back, we can put good strategies in place. And that is my life now. And this is my number one My number one strategy, when I'm feeling like that, my number one strategy is to ask this question. Who does Jesus say that I am? Who does Jesus say that I am? When I'm at the absolute end of my rope, when I want to just quit and move away, who does Jesus say that I am? Because... Who Jesus says I am never changes. And as much as I might be hurting, it always comes around to encouraging me when I have that first and foremost in my mind. And that's why you don't need to feel sorry for me. You don't need to feel sorry for me because I've had some hard times in the past. Because what I've learned through those times and where I am now, I am 100% confident. Even when I don't feel like it, I'm still 100% confident that I know who Jesus says I am. And that gives me the ability to push on. That gives me the ability to get through anything. That gives me the ability to tell those voices in my head, 
to shut up because they're not true. In Jesus, I am treasured. I am worth dying for. I'm forgiven. I'm set free. I'm set apart. I'm loved beyond belief. And I am chosen. And so tonight, my message is very simple. If you are struggling with your identity, and no matter where you're at with Jesus at this point in time, I want you to know that through Jesus, there is a still, steady voice cheering you on at all times. Whether your life is going well, whether it's going to plan or not, Jesus wants you to know that he is more than enough to fill any gaps in your own life. He's more than enough to silence any voices in your head. He's more than enough to take you on to a good life and not a life that will be easy all the time and not a life where all of those things will be gone forever, but a life that will be good where you are fulfilled and where you are doing good things. Because in Jesus, it's not just me, it's you guys as well. In Jesus, you are treasured no matter your test results. You are worth dying for, no matter how badly you treated somebody this week. You are forgiven, regardless of whether you've been in trouble or not. You're set free, even if you feel trapped right now. You're set apart, even if you feel completely overlooked by everybody in your life. You are loved beyond belief, even if you're not sure how to love yourself right now. And you are chosen even if you feel worthless. Now, none of that means that your life will go according to your plan. What it actually means is that if you hand your life over to him, then his plan will lead to real and fulfilling and exciting life. And it doesn't mean that others will, try be, will stop trying to control your identity. What it means is that your identity will be in control because it's in Jesus instead of other people. And your worth and your value and how loved you are never has to be in question ever again. And you know what the best thing about this is, or what I think one of the best things about this is, it's this. I said, all you have to do is relax a little bit and stop trying so hard sometimes relax into who you were meant to be and who you were made to be not who others want you to be relax into the plan that god has for you not the plan that you've been making for yourself relax in the knowledge that no matter how hard life seems no matter how much you are feeling hurt that there is nothing that you can do to undo God's love for you. If you've seen a bit of your own struggles in what I've been talking about this term or tonight, then the absolute best next step you can do is to grab somebody that you trust from the youth team and tell them about it. We are always stronger together. And that is my go-to, is to go to somebody I trust when I'm not doing so well. They'll be able to make sure that you have all the help and information that you need, whether you have questions or concerns about your identity, whether it's about how to follow Jesus 
if you've been sitting there and you don't follow Jesus and you've heard what I said tonight and you took on board the question I got, uh, wanted you to ask yourself and you go, that sounds pretty good. That might be worth learning more about. Then ask somebody from the youth team about that. They give up their Fridays just to be here for you. Whether you're here for your first time or you've been coming for years, they're here because they love you and they were hoping that you would turn up tonight. Because every person in this room is important to us. Every single person in this room is important to me. And I don't want a single person to walk out here having heard something and going, yeah, actually, my self-identity is not doing so well. My identity in Christ isn't doing so well. Actually, I could do with some help. I would love to be completely assured that I am loved and value, valued and not worthless every single day. So do something about that tonight, hey? So as has become my habit this term, as has become my habit this term, I want to end by reading some scripture to you guys that's written about you, believe it or not. So do you guys mind standing with me while I do that? You might like to, if you, if you are following Jesus, you might like to close your eyes and sort of focus your attention on him as I read this and and just as I said in this message, you know, just uh, relax. Relax into what Jesus says about you. This is out of Romans 8, if you want to check it out later. If God is for you, who can ever be against you? Since he did not even spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one. For God himself has given us right standing with him. Who then will condemn us? No one. Because Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting at the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading our case for us. So, can anything separate us from Jesus' love? Does it mean that he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? No. Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Jesus who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from that love. Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from that love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below, indeed nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Jesus Lord, I just thank you so much for who you are. And I just pray that in these next few quieter moments that we could turn our attention to you, maybe for the millionth time, maybe for the first time, and that you would just whisper something to us of, what, of who you say we are, that we are valued, that we are worthwhile, that you have a great plan for us, that our identity is secure when we find it in you instead of others. God, we thank you so much that you care individually for every single person in this room. 
And Lord, tonight, whether these young people have been following Jesus for 10 years or for 10 minutes, Lord, I just pray that they would walk out tonight with a new understanding of how secure they can walk, of how tall they can walk, of how confident they can be in their day-to-day life because of who you say that they are and because you are beside them no matter what, Lord. We just thank you so much for everything you do in our lives and that we don't have to do life alone because you are with us. In your name, amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Gateway Family Church. We hope you join us again for another great message next week. For more information or to contact us, head to gateway.asn.au.